Hey, this is Chris. Before we get to the show, let me tell you a little bit about Anchor. Anchor is our way of we record podcasts. Fantastic. Let me tell you why. It's easy. It's free. There are creation tools that we can record and edit your podcast right from your phone and your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on such um, providers as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need in a podcast and so much more. Check out Anchor, and you can find it all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Anchor, it's a fantastic way of creating your first podcast and making it work. All right, welcome back. A special edition of the Chris and Craig Show. I'm getting used to this name, Craig. I'm not well, sure. You're getting better. Well, you, there's only two yes. people, so it's it's not right. hard to mess up. But maybe it is, though. Who knows? I, who knows? <laughs> uh, we're on special. I mean, we may do more. We used to do one a week, um, but Hope Interrupted took uh, two weeks off on vacation. Uh, they're coming back. Had a long conversation with Jennifer Moody today. Uh, she was talking about some of her plans, and I, I think this might go two years. I, I was afraid. I was wondering, um, you know, we're open to having her stay on for as long as she wanted, and I was thinking, man, I wonder how long she's willing to stay. She's on. She's on board. She confirmed that to me today. So they will be back. Um, I think they're taping tomorrow for a show next week. Uh, but, hey, Craig, let's figure out a way. Maybe we can have two shows a week from us. We'll, we'll, we'll figure it out, but – Let's save that for off-the-record phone call. Um, But, yeah, so we're replacing Hope Interrupted this week. We're the vacation show. And I don't want to talk Hope Interrupted stuff. Let's talk about some fun stuff happening in the news. Uh, Craig, you're a pop culture guy. I promise you I won't go off too much about my thing if you don't go off too much about your thing. What was your first experience like in the movies? You wanted to talk about that. Yeah, well, after almost uh, around 520-some-odd days, I finally went back to the theater. My wife and I went to see Black Widow uh, Hmm. last week. She had actually – I had no intentions of seeing Black Widow in theater, but my wife said, oh, I'd see that. And I said, well, well, let's go then. So we ended up going, and like I said, almost the last movie that we saw in theaters was the Sonic the Hedgehog movie, which I actually liked, surprisingly. I was a little surprised by that. And I liked Black Widow. I, you know, I found a lot of good humor in it, and the action, of course, as you expect from the Marvel franchise, uh, you know, was was second to none. Uh, but uh, you know, it was great to be back in the theater. You know, you go in, and you know, the lines were long. They were kind of uh, in the Sandusky uh, Cinemark Theater. They had sort of a, a roped off area where you'd have to go in and kind of snake through to get your tickets, and then if you wanted concessions, my wife and I skipped the line, went over to the uh, the booth, and just paid for our ticket. Um, wasn't overly packed, which was nice. I'm I'm usually I love going to the movie theaters, but I don't like when it's arm to arm and you're right next to someone, shoulder to shoulder. It's just not my favorite thing. I'm I'm not claustrophobic. I just don't like sitting next to people. I like to spread out and relax and not feel like I have to constrain my body just to accommodate for someone else. Um, so we we got there. We sat in our sort of normal seats, which is. Uh, sort of right when the uh, you know the, the theater starts to move up a little bit past the the handicap accessible area, uh, my wife likes to kind of put her feet on the bars, and so do I sometimes. Now I'm getting a little used to it, uh, but you know we had some kids in there. Uh, wasn't the f- best experience with kids. I 
my biggest pet peeve are people that talk during movies that get on their cell phones and you can see the bright lights or people oh, that you hate me. Yeah. yeah I, I do. Or, <laughs> or people, the biggest pet peeve I have is people that clap at the end of movies. Now this yeah. is, Ooh. this is at the end of movies that there is not like a, you know, the, the actors aren't there. The directors aren't there. I don't mind if people clap for that because you're kind of applauding them being there. But in, in when you're at a movie theater like we were Friday, you're just watching the movie. You're not, you know, the, the director's not coming out to talk about, you know, what she did in this scene or whatever. So not a fan of that. The kids were a little talkative, unfortunately. Uh, being a PG-13 kind of movie with some curse words and some action and some death, didn't really know that the, the kids behind us, you know, were maybe like five or six really should have been there. But, she, of course, one of the little girls kept asking her dad questions, which kind of made it a little annoy annoying. Um, and then also uh, probably the biggest annoyance you get in theaters is people kicking your seat. And we did have a little bit of that, too. But I will say that having been out of the theater for 500-plus days, I guess I could say that I accepted all of it as it was because I did not care. I was at the theater for the first time in forever, and I was so happy. Um, barring anybody spilling a drink on me, I probably – you know, would have uh, allowed for anything to happen without getting too upset because I was back at the theater where I love to be. So was it was a it, experience. Was it filled, filled? Like, no, no. Uh, and there's no okay. restrictions. There's no, um, you know, we were kind of nervous because I, I forgot my mask. And um, I thought, oh man, you know, what if they make you have a mask on to get your stuff because you're going to be conform, you know, confined to, to spaces in line and stuff like that. But some people wore masks. Some people didn't. Uh, everybody generally sat away from each other. Uh, it didn't uh, get too full in the theater, uh, which was nice. But, um, I, I mean, I think it did pretty well. It ended up making a good amount of money in its second weekend, or that was the first weekend. But, um, you know, I, or second weekend, I'm sorry. So, you know, it was a, it was nice maybe going the second weekend of the movie, and, and maybe we had fewer people because of that. But overall, it was a fun experience. I, I really can't complain because I got to go back to the movies and – you know, immediately told my wife afterwards that I can't wait to go back to the theater again to see something, you know. So a long due return. What time was the show? We went, um, I took the day off. It was a holiday day off. So I, I had the day off and um, we went for a, a matinee. It was, the first show was a, a 1.45 in the afternoon and that's when we went. I'm kind of, I'm kind of funny like that with movies. I either like to go first thing in the morning or late at night because I feel like either one you're going to get the lowest amount of people in and if you go at the matinee it's cheaper which hey we're always, we're always trying to save a buck uh, but if I do have to go at night I, I kind of tend to like going to the late shows uh, just because there are maybe fewer people there although a movie like Black Widow is probably going to have a good amount of people in there anyway because it's an action blockbuster and people want to see it as it is. Yeah, with multiple kids, it's hard for us to get out like that to theaters. I was a little disappointed, to be honest with you. Uh, maybe it's movies down here in Columbus, but we had a day last Monday. No kids, no work. You know, me and my wife couldn't do whatever. And we, I was looking at going to a movie. I didn't see any before like 10 a.m. I wanted like us to go out early in the day and, you know, just hang out the rest of the day. And, uh, maybe it's COVID. I don't know. Like some of the movies yeah. weren't as real as it used to be. You know, it's funny because pre-COVID, in bigger cities, especially like Columbus, you could you could see sometimes, especially with blockbuster movies like a Black Widow, that you may get like a nine forty-five show. But generally speaking, about ten ten thirty is about the earliest you're going to see 
Um, in places like Sandusky, where we go, and we have a movie theater that's four and a half miles away from our home, uh, generally the earliest times they have is about 1045. Um, and that's even as of right now, kind of as we get out of COVID a little bit. So unfortunately, you know, in bigger cities, you're going to get more show times. But I think people are still a little skeptical, at least at movie theaters, maybe a little skeptical about having a, a large amount of shows. Because like I said, you know, it was the second weekend for Black Widow, but it did $80 million opening weekend. And we saw it on a Friday. And the first show that we could have seen was 145 in the afternoon. So they didn't even have any, um, you know, weekday show times that were earlier than 145 for that movie, which you would think they'd try to fill it up as much as possible, given that it's a huge blockbuster, but they decided not to here. Hmm. But overall, good experience. A lot of fun. Glad we went back. Um, I didn't know when I was going to go back, because I was kind of like, well, I'm kind of picky as it is anyway, because you know, money's always tight, so you're kind of like, well, is it really worth it? Do we want it to be worth it? But it was kind of one of those things where you're kind of itching to get back, and it kind of you know breaks the seal a little bit, and you're and now I'm back in, but I'll probably be a little bit more selective still. But I mean, I'm eager to get back to, to seeing some movies that I'm really, really excited to see this fall. Okay. Yeah, I need to catch a movie sometime. I'm not as much of the go inside the theater, uh, especially these kids. It makes it hard. Right. So we're more apt. And I understand what you and our reviewers, George Thomas and Bob Garver, say about the thrill of being at the theater. It, it's hard. And it's not a. We love the TV watching experience of the theater. It's just, it's hard to get there. But hey, I'm glad you're able to go back. Uh, let me say my personal story real quick. I found it weird. Uh, Craig, are you into America's Got Talent at all? I really am not. I've seen bits and pieces. I've never watched an entire episode, and I never really planned to. I'm not really into the reality competition shows all that much. I like it from the aspect of it's very easy TV to watch. When you work from home like I do, sure. um, you know, it's something that you could just kind of listen to like a radio show, enjoy, look up if something looks weird. So I've been watching it. I haven't watched it regularly. I can't tell you too much of who who's won each year. Right. Uh, we had a, a contestant on a show recently, uh, Greg Morton. I right. remember yeah. a couple years. Oh, yeah, you, you were there. Um, yeah. uh, he's the voice ago. guy. Um, yeah. And well, well, here's the thing, kind of strikes me. And no offense against guys like Greg Morton, but to me, America's Got Talent is kind of like, if you compare it to Major League Baseball, maybe it's like the working league caliber to double-A caliber entertainers. You know what I mean? Yeah, they're not all the hillbilly farmer that has never seen a microphone before. These guys are playing in places. You know, they are in the circuit. They are doing something. Yeah, there are some stories about the people who have never done anything before. Right. So don't be fooled. There's people in the circuit. You can see them on concert um, at, at certain places. Now, they're not doing, you know, they're not doing Madonna-type shows or anything else like that. But, you know, they are out there. Right. I'll, I'll give you an example. We wrote about a fantastic story. We'd love to have her on the podcast. I've reached out to her. I haven't heard back yet. But Nightbird, uh, she's a pop singer from Ohio. Right. Uh, she won a golden buzzer. And she's from Zanesville. Yeah. Amazing story. She has cancer. Uh, she may not make it, but she's doing well in America's Got Talent. Well, Nightbird has put out albums before. She is being played on local radio down here in Columbus. Well, here's where I'm kind of scratching my head a little bit. Craig, you're an old ESPN guy. Do you remember a brothers, the Scalar brothers? 
Yeah, yeah, the Sklar brothers, yeah. Okay. Now, the Sklar brothers aren't Don Rickles liking comedy. They're not the biggest names ever in the world, but they're known of them. Yes. Yeah, they're on ESPN. Sklar Brothers appears on America's Got Talent. And I'm thinking, okay. is this like a, a joke? Like sometimes you see on um, oh Shark Tank, they'll have like a comedian go on and make a funny pitch. And they're like, oh, it's Will Ferrell. You know, he's like, ha-ha, I'm Will Ferrell. I thought maybe it was like, hey, you guys are Sklar Brothers, ha-ha. You know, go off. Let's let the amateurs come in. They're in the show. They got four yeses are in. <laughs> and I'm like, and you might say, well, maybe Scar Brothers aren't what they used to be. They hosted the Jim Rome show the same week the show aired. Now, Jim Rome isn't the biggest sports cast in the world, but it's a pretty big show. Right. I mean, it's not like they're not doing anything. So I turned on the other day, and actually, I saw it early because they're releasing some of these clips. It's a very YouTube friendly show. I mean, you don't have to watch the whole show. You see one of those YouTube. And you can see their auditions on YouTube. Michael Winslow is on. And if you don't know who Michael Winslow is, uh, Police Academy. He was a very well-known from Police Academy. I think he was on Gremlins or Goonies, one of his other movies. Winslow's on the show. Hmm. Now, granted, Winslow took some time off to be a dad. Um, Yeah, we are getting older. Or maybe younger people don't remember Police Academy like us people are getting older used to. But... This isn't rookie league, single A, double A. We're now looking at triple A, maybe the guy that's on the bench of your major league team. Yeah. I mean, it's a I, show. I did not know that. Yeah. You make a good yeah. argument, but I didn't know that. And it's a show. They can do it however they want. I mean, they could bring out John Legend and he could sing and be on the show. I mean, I, I mean, let's don't treat this like this is Congress. I mean, you know, it's a goofy show where they can do get ratings. But I'm sitting here and. I, I find myself bothered by this. I don't know what's up. Well, I, I can I did not know that this happened. I knew that there were some people that were sort of on the fringe of popularity uh, that you know maybe have albums like you said, Nightbird and other people, and I, and that's that's one of the good things about the show or shows like this. I think where you can maybe get the more exposure for yourself, like her. But you know, Michael Winslow and the Sklar Brothers. I mean, people know. I'm not saying that everybody in the country knows who they are, and there may even be, honestly, the judges may not know who they are. Uh, but I kind of look at these shows as that's that's one of the bad things. One of the good things is is that you can get the fringe people that have a chance to expose to get themselves exposed to the world or the people that have never, ever had exposure get the exposure because they're showing off this amazing talent. And then you're you're talking about this other section where you've got – on those fringes of being well-known commodities that get on here and act as if people, I mean, I'm not sure how their performances went or, or how they interacted with people and said, Oh yeah, we're the Sklar brothers. You might know us. I don't know if that's how it went, but you know, or if they're maybe acting like no one knows who they are and they're trying to win this competition or whatever, but it seems like it kind of, you know, I don't know if it denigrates the, the competition, but it, it kind of waters it down a little bit for me hearing that because when I watch a show like that, I want to watch something that I've never seen before from someone I've never heard of before from, right. you know, someplace in Montana. You know what I mean? And 
knowing that, yeah, okay, the Sklar brothers are funny and Michael Winslow does great voice acting. It's awesome, you know, but those are people that I kind of feel like if you want to have like a little side session where, oh, hey, a special guest tonight is this or a special guest is this. I also kind of wonder, though, if maybe the show brought these guys on as well. Oh, uh, 100%. But, but, I mean, I, it's but got, I'm not sure, but it's got to be that. Yeah. But I, not not to say that they fully reached out and said because they could reach out for someone more relevant than Michael Winslow, like you said, hasn't been in the spotlight in a long time. But I kind of wonder if maybe they look at it like, well, hey, you know, who's a, a person or an act or something that maybe hasn't been in the limelight for a while that we could maybe capitalize on, A, we know they're going to give a good performance, and B, you know, we in you know we kind of know that some people are going to watch when they find out Michael Winslow from Police Academy's on. My my other thing is too though, is whether the judges know them or not beforehand. I'm assuming they probably get to know them while they're introducing themselves. I wonder if the judges hold them to a higher standard because Michael Winslow has been in movies. Michael Winslow has been on tour. The Sklar brothers have been on tour. They've been in shows and in programs. So I wonder if they're held to a higher standard than say little Jessica Jones who's doing you know acrobatics or whatever who's never been uh, you know maybe a YouTube sensation but ne maybe has never been in the spotlight like those other people have we're gonna get flagged for copyright if I play the clips but I I can share with you if you're out there listening and say Chris you're making this up tell me I mean I mean hey I might be wrong but the score brothers they didn't seem to know and honestly if you're not a fan of ESPN and you know, nothing against Howie Mandel or I, I don't think they're humongous American sports fans, but maybe I'm wrong. I, they didn't seem to know who Scar Brothers are. Michael Winslow, my goodness. Simon Cowell, I like the fact that Simon's kind of calmed down a little bit, but my goodness, Simon Cowell, oh, it's you, Michael Winslow. I mean, he had this big smile on his face. I mean, my, Michael Winslow could have stripped naked and flicked off the camera, and Simon would be like, oh, you're still going through it. Yes. Oh, man. Simon Cowell's a fanboy. I mean, it was embarrassing. Yeah, I, I just, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of I'm kind of not really liking the idea that they would allow. I mean, if you want to make it like a special guest, then fine. But, I, you know, people, I'm not saying everybody in the world knows the Sklar brothers, but people do know who they are. And I just feel like you're kind of watering down your your potential winners. And you're also, in, in a, one thing that also kind of happens is you're taking a spot away from someone else who may, on, may be on the fringe to the producers that look at these and probably, you know, cipher through which ones are better than others and then push them onto the show. You're probably taking away an opportunity for someone that maybe, maybe possibly at least deserves an opportunity that may not have that now because, oh, the Sklar brothers want to be on or Michael Winslow wants to be on. Now, I don't know if th this is like a rare occasion where there's this is the two biggest celebrities that they've ever had on. And if that's the case, then maybe it's just a, you know, let's get over it kind of thing. But it it sounds like they've probably had other fringy type celebrities on there to kind of either boost their ratings or boost their exposure or ensure that they're going to have quality acts that can go on throughout the show and then maybe build steam to better ratings. Yeah, I don't know. I'm Here's where I get upset. Again, it's not the biggest problem in the world. I mean, they could bring out John Legend at the next show, and 
What are you going to do? I mean, you may not watch anymore, but hey, if this is the biggest issue we have to worry about, we're going to live a good life. So let's just put it like that. But I will say, if it ends up being the final two being the Scar Brothers against Michael Winslow, I might be out. I might be like, hey, this is it. Do it two different ways. Either have a Legends bracket, where you say, hey, these are guys who used to be popper. Uh, we're trying to mount them up again or whatever. And that way you're guaranteed maybe a legend against a newbie. Not right. okay yeah. with that. Or, even better, we're trying to fill up time, Craig. I mean, I'm not a huge reality guy myself, but reality programs are cheaper than doing these like regular shows. Yeah. How many legends America's got talent? You know, put all those guys in a legends bracket, and you can have a special edition of America's Got Talent in the fall for a couple weeks. Right. We're all trying to fill time, and even if you pay these guys a million bucks, it's cheaper than if you hired this cast to do a bunch of sitcom episodes. You know, one of the things I was thinking about, too, is, like, okay, the Sklar Brothers have, like, 64,000 followers on Instagram. Is is it better, worse, different, no different than, let's say, that someone gets plucked out of the YouTube world? Like, let's say Brooks... Uh, you know, Brooks Holt that we just talked to recently about his mini golf videos that he does. Let's say he gets on and he's got 192,000 subscribers on YouTube. Does he meet the requirement of being uh, an unknown or is he like the Sklar brothers where he's got a lot of popularity? And if anything, he's got more popularity because he has 192,000 followers. So maybe that's the devil's advocate to this is that you know, they pluck out some of these YouTube or TikTok sensations that have just as many followers, if not more than some of these, you know, B, C, D level celebrities that are getting on. I mean, is there, a, is there, is it better or worse? Is it different? What do you think? Yeah. I mean, you know, I hate to say numbers, but you know, Brooks Holt has 192,000 YouTube subscribers and you know, Hey, let's pull back the curtain. Hey, yeah. we want these guys to retweet our the show that they're on. We want these guys to share. Okay. All right. And, and again, the talent, the uh, marketing for excuse me for a show like America's Got Talent is a lot different than the marketing for the Ohioan. Obviously, right. it's a different audience and everything else. But you got to look at that stuff. You know, man, if somebody has one hundred ninety-two thousand followers, it's probably more interesting than if you have twenty followers. I, I don't know. Okay. I mean. Who knows? It's tough. Well, hey, not to rant all day. Let's talk about some other stuff here. I thought this was interesting. And I it's one of the stories that if you just look at the headline, you get excited. And when you open it up, you're like, Ugh, I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, Netflix. Hey, we're all trying to get more subscribers for our streaming services. Uh, there's a million of them. So Netflix is, it says, hey, let's do something a little bit differently. Let's try to bring video games to our site. Here's my concern. I'm assuming uh, I didn't see this in the story. Is there going to be a Netflix controller? I mean, how do you, based on what they're saying, and it, and it looks like it's going to start off with mostly mobile gaming. But based on what they're saying, it, it looks like this is going to be a straight up PlayStation, Xbox, maybe some Nintendo stuff. I mean, a lot of it's going to depend on the contracts they might try to sign with some of these. Places and I think they're going to start small and grow as a library, but it does not appear that this is going to be a you have to have a controller, a certain thing. Like I'm assuming that you're going to get 
I don't know if it's going to be like a downloadable code where you transition it over to your Xbox or PlayStation or Nintendo, but or if it's going to be the physical copies like they've done in the past and still do with the DVDs. I don't know how it's going to set up, but it, it's an intriguing proposition. Like, let's say it's the final frontier, so to speak, of Netflix's expansion. I mean, the one thing that Netflix doesn't do is live sports, but I don't think they really care. But video games is a nice alternative to that where you can offer maybe some of the best games out there and you give them a downloadable code or you give them a disc or something. I don't know how that's going to work. My guess is it would be some like download code where they'll have their partnerships with, with Sony or you know with Xbox and, and PlayStation and Nintendo and other systems that are out there. Um, but it's color me intrigued. I mean, I'm excited about it. It's an opportunity to maybe uh, play video game that maybe you otherwise wouldn't buy because you can't afford to. But for the price of a Netflix subscription, you can play it now. Well, here's what I'm thinking. Um, yeah, if they want to develop their own games for mobile, I guess they can. But let me play. Like, I have an Xbox One. You could download Netflix there. In essence, it's a streaming device. Yeah, I mean, you can play your Xbox One games on there. If you could give me access to play popular games, Madden, Call of Duty, whatever your favorite game is, hey, what a great boon. But if we're just doing these weird games just to sell more subscriptions, yeah, I'm, give me access to Madden. Give me access to Call of Duty, and right. I, I'm all in. But if, if we're just saying, like, they were talking about some games they may develop. I'm like, eh, I don't know about this. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I want the real games. I, I got all excited. I'm trying to cut down my video games. I, I just want Madden, and that's it. But that's my sport. NFL, I'll play that. So I'm in the process of getting rid of the other games. But I'll play some downloadable games on Xbox One. The other day I came up, and they had Space Jam. You could download for free. I'm like, great. And I'm thinking it's like this NBA Jam game where I could play LeBron James or you know Bugs Bunny or whoever. It's this fighting game where LeBron and Bugs fights <laughs> monsters. I'm like, I want to play NBA Jam type game. Right. You know, what's going on here? So I, yeah, so one thing, Netflix, if I can play NBA 2K or Madden or Call of Duty, whatever your favorite video game is, hey, yeah. you're going to see some money from me coming. But yeah. if this is just play these crap games, I don't think that. Yeah, I, don't, I, I agree. I don't. Uh... If that's their intention, like their total intention, then I don't think it's going to get them where they really want to be, which is back on this like humongous empire by themselves. If they do incorporate, like you said, popular games, that's going to be tricky, though, because if you get Madden, you're spending $60 on a PlayStation 4, Xbox One. The new generation consoles are $70. I just wonder, unless that contract is super, super big, if Netflix is going to want to pay the money that it would require to probably get those rights to have that game code or whatever. Because if they have to pay the game straight up, it's $70 for a PlayStation 5 or an Xbox Series X or whatever it's called. So you're talking about $70. Well, a Netflix subscription, the highest tier is like $18. So are they going to raise, they can't raise the price to $70 a month, but they've, there's got to be some sort of a middle ground. I don't think they can really be to where they want to be if it's just going to be the mobile game. I don't think that really makes any sense. Well, you Xbox, know? 
Xbox offers some type of streaming service. They and do. I'll be honest. Let me play my Madden and leave me alone. And I'm like, I'm thinking Joe. I'm not saying, <laughs> yeah, I'm off here. Cool, boom, no. <laughs> I, I'm just saying overall with my attitude for video games. Right. I think what Xbox is like for 10 bucks a month, you play these games, but they'll give you like Madden 15 or something. They'll give you the most current right. version. So, yeah, I don't think it'll be extra 70 bucks a month. It no. might. And to be honest, look, you know, we've talked, you, you talked with George and you and I have talked about this with Bally's. You know, people are crinkling up their nose at what was like a $23 price 23, point. Yeah. I, I think Netflix reads that and says, screw this, we're not doing a $23 price point. So they'll have to figure out a way of doing it. And I'll be honest, I'm not sure how practically you make it work because if you look at Madden, so is this just going to be for Xbox One or PS5? Because if you don't, now you have to upload the man version on PS5, the man version on Xbox, the man version on Switch. You know, I, I, there's, yeah. it's going to get kind of complicated after a while. It's just know? going to be it's just going to be challenging because, like you know, we're talking about Madden, which is a part of EA Sports. Well, Electronic Arts, you know, you can get EA Play every year for thirty dollars for total mm. a total year thirty dollars. Now that does give you um, access to EA Sports and EA other other EA games like the Star Wars games. It's not a terrible deal, but if you're getting Madden, for instance, like you could just now get Madden 21 for free, but you'd have to wait for Madden 22 for basically a full year before it would become available for free on EA Play. So if you're willing to do that, oh. you could. Get, if you're willing to wait for the entire year, essentially. You can get last year's Madden game on EA Play for $30 a year, along with the other stuff that EA Play offers, which is quite a bit, and it's still building. That, but the thing is, though, they have the access to that. Like EA Sports, Electronic Arts, as in, in general, they can do that because it's their product. If Netflix is doing that, they have to pay EA to have Madden, but then they yeah. also have to worry about the contracts with the NFL, the NHL, NBA 2K has contracts with the NBA and their players association. And you have to pay all these royalties and all these extra fees. And sometimes I wonder if Netflix is really interested in doing that. Are they willing to pay for that and still offer it at a price point where people can afford to do that? Which makes me think that that's something that's probably way down the road and this mobile game stuff, and maybe some, like, exclusive titles will be what they really roll out the next couple of years. Yeah, Madden 05 or something. <laughs> like you right, right. You might get yeah. stuff like that, but, you know, the new stuff, well, everybody would want that. Who wouldn't? Everybody in the world that plays video games would likely sign up for Xbox oh, or for, yeah. uh, Netflix if you could get Madden or FIFA or whatever you play, and that's going to get offered on, on Netflix – for even even twenty five bucks, I'm sure people would say, "Yeah, let's do it," because you get Netflix and you get the video games. But I don't think it's going to be that robust, in, in all honesty. Unless Netflix is just going into the deep end and saying, "We're doing it. We don't care how big of a loss it may seem like we're taking because we're a multi billion dollar company that can do whatever we want." But I just don't see it happening that way. Even though I'm hoping it does, because I'd love it. Honest confession time. I've tried it. Man, I, I've had like a billion DVDs I never watch, all these books I never read. So I, I went to local high price books, trained a bunch of stuff in, got enough, 
where I ordered the new Madden. I know, I know not everybody can do that, but I did. I'm a dork. I'm way too old to be buying video games for me to play. But it was a trade-in. I might spend my own money. That's, that's what happened. Right. Right. But, you know, I'm thinking EA Play, it sounds nice, but you're a Detroit Lions fan. No more Matt, Matthew Stafford. If you're playing that game, you want to play with Jared Goff. Yeah. Um, that's the price Steelers. to pay. Yeah. You know, yeah, crappy run game last year with James Conner. I don't want to play Madden 18 and play a crappy James Conner. I want to play Najee Harris. I want him yeah. rolling through the line. You know, come on. That's the that's the trade-off. But you also, you know, if like let's say that you're like I, I used to play Madden every year. I used to get Madden every year, and then I kind of got a little bit off of it and thought, eh, it's all right, but it's not really my my favorite thing to play. So but if 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 I pay thirty dollars a year, yeah, you can I, play the whole thing. And I could play Madden. And I can also play, you know, my wife can play The Sims. And there's other, like, Star Wars games on there, newer Star Wars games. They have some other stuff on there, too. So I think it's a trade-off on the value. Like, if you value playing Madden when it first comes out, that that year's title first comes out, then I don't blame you for saying, well, I'm just going to pay for Madden, and I don't care about EA Play. But if you don't care about playing Madden right then and, right then and there, Maybe you uh, wait for the year and you can just pay 30 bucks, and at some point EA Play will have it on there for free and you just download it and it's yours. Well, here's the other thing. Not everybody's dorky like me and really wants the current guys and right. freaks out if you're playing Matthew Stafford in Detroit or right. James Conner in Pittsburgh. I mean, my nephews, you know, I, I get embarrassed. They're like, oh, do you have Madden if you can play? I'm like, yeah, I got Madden 21. And they're like, well, we got Madden 10. I'm like, oh, hey, yeah, but to them, they don't care. Right. They, it's yeah, a football yeah. game. Yeah. They're not going to get worked up on who the Browns quarterback is on that game. Right. It'd be I fun care. To see you care. Right. You know, we care about updated rosters and, you know, ratings and things like that. Some people just play it because they like football and they just want to play a football game, which more power to you. But I'm not like that. You're not like that. And, and that's the downside with EA Play. But a game like Madden – that's on the fringe for me that I wouldn't necessarily pay for on the day it drops or up until, you know, maybe it's on sale on black Friday or whatever, you know, for me, it's, you know, EA play. I don't have EA play anymore. I used to have it, but it's, it's one of those things where you get other stuff with it. That is more timeless where it's not roster, you know, centric like Madden or NHL or NBA live at the time when they made NBA live. So you can get a Star Wars game, and those things just kind of cut through time, and there's no real time element like there are for Madden or NHL or whatever. So there are some benefits to EA Play, and hopefully Netflix is kind of like that, maybe with this new uh, possible video game venture. I'm stunned. I I thought, and, and, you know, my wife can't stand football, but I, I thought she might like Wheel of Fortune or something. I can gear into that, um, have a 14-year-old living with us, he plays his tablet all day. So he plays yeah. all these, like, you know, what do you call them? You know, phone-based games or whatever. Right. I, I brought him downstairs to my office. I'm like, hey, man, I uh, got my big TV, put on the Xbox. I mean, I might as well put on some boring TV show. You didn't care. I'm stuck. <laughs> right. Yeah. Family's not into these video games. So yeah, it, it's tough. All right. Hey, let's close out. We have a couple other topics we'll leave go because we – we promised each other we, we have a hard out, and I don't want to break that promise again. I always do that. So, um, Yeah, a couple promotions or promo. Hey, let us know. 
this Craig, this is dangerous. I can't believe I'm saying this. Do you have something to talk about? If you want to be on podcasts, we're looking to kind of expand our guests that are coming in. Um, we've had Christina Smith, uh, Megan Henry. She was on earlier uh, last week. Um, yeah, let us know. We'd love to send you invites. So uh, shoot me a message. Uh, now, please have something to say. Uh, yeah, you know, but we've got some interesting guests planned. But if you if you ever interested in being on podcasts, let us know. Uh, we like to talk to you. Um, what else is going on, Craig? Um, yes, we are releasing this. Uh, the week we're releasing this is the first time we are taping. Well, not Craig. Craig's not a big enough Steelers fan, but me as well as two other guys on our podcast network, Paul Yanchek and Joe Frost, will be recording our first. Oh my goodness. Our first weekly behind the steel curtain podcast. It's called the Steeler Power Half Hour. I have a request for you. Uh, Brandon was famous for saying this. I know Craig's not a Steelers fan either. If you like the Steelers, if you don't like the Steelers, hey, I'm giving you a favor. No more Steelers podcasts on the Ohioan <laughs> Podcast Network. You won't, we can't put them on anymore. We sold, signed off our souls to behind the steel curtain. Here's what I want you to do. Download the podcast. You will see it on our podcast feeds. Even if you don't like the Steelers, download it. You don't have to listen to it. You don't have to comment. We want to see a big number of downloads. So, Craig, I hope I hope you download it. Uh, you'll, again, you don't have to listen to it. I know your allegiance isn't with the Steelers, which is fine. We just want a big podcast number. So, Support us, even by downloading. Never listen. It'll be fantastic. Uh, definitely, I'll definitely help you out. There you go. Yeah, and, and share it with your friends. Like I said, we, we want to make a big impression with our new guys at Behind the Steel Curtain Podcast. Uh, we are taping this actually last Wednesday, and tonight, oh man, Craig. Uh, you know, we talked about our guests. It was great uh, last week. We had um, uh, Brooks Holt and Megan Henry on. Well, myself, Paul, and uh, Joe Frost will be appearing on a live version of Behind the Steel Curtain podcast to promote our new show. So uh, the table returned, Craig. I will be a guest. I think I should come in hot. You think? Because well, when these. What, what are you thinking? What are you? How are you going to come in hot? What are you thinking? Well, if you're a movie actor, you don't come and say, oh, I'm doing Quiet Place. Tune in. It should be fun. You gotta come in, you gotta have some, you know, spark, you know, some like a like a Hulk Hogan promo almost. Yeah, you, you gotta be fun. You gotta say some funny stuff. So here's what I'm thinking: I gotta be careful because I work for Canal Ohio. We regularly cover the Cleveland Browns and Cincinnati Bengals. Oh, yeah. I gotta come in hard and I gotta swing hard at Browns and Bengals fans. Will that hurt me at my current job? I don't think so. I'm not swinging hard at Canal Ohio. It's fine. You gotta cover it. I mean, we got to cover the Browns and Bengals. We're in that area. But yeah. I got to come in hard at Browns fans who think that we're better than the Steelers. And Bengals fans do, too, because the Bengals beat the Steelers late last year. So I, I think that's my strategy. So, like I said, download it. Download the show that we're going to be on. Tell these guys you love it because of me. It'll be good. That's my request for you. Yeah. And as always, check out Chase Bank. Check out... Um, Check out all our, our sponsors. I, I'm drawing a blank. <laughs> uh, this is, store. Yeah, thank you. Family Man yeah. Company. Yeah, click click everything that's on our podcast provider. Yes. And sign up. It'll be great. Um, yeah, check out Craig. Uh, Craig's got some shows coming up. He's talking to George Thomas. What's the movie you're talking about this week? 
Well, it's funny movies? because uh, you know the the big movies that are coming out were uh, G.I. Joe, the Snake Eyes movie, and Ooh. then also Old, a new M. Night Shyamalan movie. But George, uh, not quite sure if he's going to watch that. As we're taping this between you and I right now, George is deciding whether or not he's going to watch the link to the movie Old, the new M. Night Shyamalan movie. But we will be talking for sure about season two premiering of Ted Lasso, which right. uh, will premiere on Friday on Apple TV+. Plus. If you haven't seen season one, you need to. I binge watched it lately. It is a fantastic show. So we'll be talking about his first few episodes that he was screened on season two, Ted Lasso. So that's what they for sure will be talking about. I'm okay with Ted Lasso. I'm not a huge fan. I, it's good. I'm not saying it's yeah. terrible. Um, it, it was funny. Not everybody has Apple TV. Okay, it's like you know we have it like for free other- right now. That's the only reason why we so we have it for free right. through our cell phone plan. Yeah, I got check. I, I think my free has run out. I may be paying Apple TV <laughs> each month. I'll have to check. But yeah, the funny thing about it is, um, at my work, again, apologies. I'm talking about my work, Gannett, Ohio. Subscribe to every paper, support local journalism. But we have these national meetings where we talk about stuff we do for the paper. And at the end, for morale, somebody gives a trivia. Kind of made me laugh. One of our colleagues in Iowa did a trivia the other day about Ted Lasso. Nobody answered any questions because nobody knew what Ted Lasso was. <laughs> and wow. she got really upset and started yelling. And I'm like, what do you do? So, but I'm interested in checking out. I, I got to check out. I don't have... Uh, Apple TV on this TV I've got on in the background, but I got to check. Is it on today? Is it 21st? The no, I think premiere? it's the 23rd, if I'm not mistaken. I would have okay. to check, but yeah, the 23rd, uh, I think, is when they dropped the first episodes. Well, by the time you see this, we are taping this on last yes. Wednesday, the 21st, but you'll see this next Monday, Tuesday, and Ted Lasso will be out. The it's podcast for George will be out. Listen to everything. It should be fun. And then just a quick shout out to our podcast. Uh, Frazier. Craig, Craig, I made a mistake on my sub stack that we're using for our, our podcast. I mistakenly put a paywall behind Frazier. No. And good news. I told Laura about this today. Got complaints. Why is this behind the paywall? We want to hear it. So, hey, people listen to Frazier. Good job, everybody. That's good. And then, hopefully, Erupt will come back soon. Um, What are we changing the Bob Garver show to? Um, (laughs) Well, I I took flock of that this week. Yeah, uh, Bob and I kind of talked a little bit. Nothing nothing serious. I mean, I I still believe the Bob Garver show is fine, but he's a very humble guy, and then we're going to call it, uh, I believe, as of right now, Movie Talk with Bob and Craig. So, okay. Um, because he's obviously, you know, every now and then I do see something that he has seen so we can review. But most of the time I'm, I'm just kind of leading him into his review of the movies. But, uh, yeah, Movie Talk with Bob and Craig is where I think we settled on with that uh, show. And we also have Craig does a review show. Where he kind yeah, of going streaming. Yes. Yeah. Going streaming, a um, lot of options on streaming, and I try to watch them all for you. Okay. Content's the same. I know we've kind of changed our packaging a couple times, which is fine. Look, this is our second job. Yeah, we're just we trying to figure it out, everybody. Yes. It's easier yeah. for you guys. We're, we're not like the guy we talked to last week, Brooks Holt, that can yeah. just have a YouTube channel that triples every time. He doesn't do any promotion. <laughs> he just says, hey, look at me. 
and he, he gets all these views. And, and again, all Brooks, if you're watching this, all respect to you. We're jealous. I mean, we're not criticizing you. Very jealous. We, we're not. We're, yeah. we're not of how you're doing your business. That's very but, proud. You know, but we're not Brooks Holt. Sorry. Uh, we don't have Alicia running around with us. I mean, we've got to do it the old-fashioned way. So we change our packaging a little bit. But, hey, it's the same content. You get a lot of Ohio news, and you get a lot of um, pop culture, too. And yeah. can I address this for a minute? We've got a minute, right? Yeah. Okay, in case anybody's out there wondering, because we've had some uh, conversations behind the scenes about this. Uh, Brandon, we hope we'll be back. Brandon had a job change where um, Brandon got really busy at work, so he's taking some time off. Uh, door's open for him to come back, and he's very much talking about coming back. Um, also, we take it a little bit of a different turn. Um, when we were recording every day, now we have content to you every day, but we're not recording every day. We used to do a lot more political news. And I'll be honest with you, one, it wasn't as much fun, to be honest. Yeah. And two, look, we cover some of these same people. Um, yeah, I'm, well, even though I'm in our web department, I've written about Josh Mandel recently. I've written about, um, you know, Jim Jordan. And look, we all have personal feelings. I mean, we're human beings, but we can't broadcast them as much as we've been in the past, to be honest with you. So, um, not to say we won't reference politics. Um, we talked with Megan Henry about COVID vaccines, even though it shouldn't be about politics. That's a political issue. But we're going to try to keep these a little bit more light and fun. Can't tell you we will never talk about politics again, but we're trying to be less political than maybe we've been in the past. Is that a good way of describing it? Yeah, I, I think, and I think the people out there probably prefer it. Who wouldn't want to listen to us talk about Nickelodeon over politics? Yeah, Who cares yeah. about politics when we could talk about Nickelodeon and Big Time Rush getting back together? And, and we'll definitely bring up politics when we can. Uh, we'll be honest. We're, we're trying to record these earlier because, again, we got other stuff going on. We have full-time jobs and everything. But it's important for us to keep this going. And, and we're going to keep this going. We're going to try and outlast Brooks Holt. Brooks yeah. Holt was saying he's going to be here when he's 70. Well, we'll, we'll be until he's 75. So yeah. take that, Brooks Holt. We're gonna go for yeah, we're going to go for 193,000 followers. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. <laughs> Oh my gosh! I, I'm so curious. that would that would that would probably take us until we're like 700 to get, but we'll get there. Yeah, I, I'm so jealous. So yeah, just kind of a behind the scenes look at what we're doing. Again, same content, maybe a little less politics. Bobby, I don't think there's a lot of crying out there about less politics. Uh, but Ohio news, we're gonna try to get, give it Ohio slant as much as we can, and definitely pop culture stuff. So just a little behind the scenes. I don't think a lot of people out there are too worried about, but just kind of let you know what's going to go on behind the scenes. Yeah. Craig, anything else? I, I broke my promise. We're, we're five minutes later than we said we would. No, I think I'll save some of the big news, like Big Time Rush getting back together for all shows. Oh, we have <laughs> Did you listen to them at least? No, but I got really ticked <laughs> off because I think, I think they're another tour. I don't know. Yeah. They are? Yeah. Yeah, they're well. Okay. It's like a, right. it's like a two. Uh, it's like a two off. I mean, they're going to do like two shows as of right now, so it's not like they're getting back together forever. But um, my wife, my wife and I were excited. I just, I'm asking you. You know, we talked about this a few weeks ago. Have you sat down and said, "I'm going to listen to some Big Time Rush and see what the fuss is about"? I got way too much stuff going on, man. I'll okay. be honest with you. All right. I, I mean, between our podcasts and between 150 meetings each day at work. I, I mean, my 
my time. I, 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 let's completely pull the curtain back. Frasier, um, you know, I barely get a chance to listen, watch one episode of the show that um, Laura and I are watching uh, right. each week. Laura says she watches six, seven times. I feel bad. So no, today I'm no. like, I'm going to make a commitment to watching this two or three times so I know what I'm talking about. It took me all afternoon with all these memes and everything. I didn't get a chance to watch anything else or listen to anything else. Yeah. So it's, like I said, I'm living the Gannett lifestyle where we have lots of meat, which is good. Yeah. Hey, I like that we have memes, but less time for watching podcasts or yeah. listening to music or whatever. It's okay. tough, man. We'll get you there. It, 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 it's hard out here, man. I, it's like, <laughs> we'll, I, we'll, uh, we'll get you. We'll get you there. We'll get there's you. people out there going, they're whining about less time to listen to podcasts and listen <laughs> to 90s music. Well, what the heck is wrong with him? So, should be good. All right. Well, Craig, hang on for a second. We'll close up. But everyone else, thanks for checking out the Highland. Have a great day, everybody. Hi, I'm Jennifer Mooney. Welcome to what is our new Hope Interrupted podcast based on the work from our book, Hope Interrupted, that I co-authored with my good friend, Byron McCauley. Hey, Jennifer. You know, I'm looking forward to this podcast as much as I was look, looking forward to writing this book with you. We hope to interview some uh, high-impact folks as well as have a little fun. We're going to cover stories of hope. To learn more about our podcast and our book, please visit www.hopeinterrupted.com.